Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Everybody, it's Matt with the DPI podcast, and tonight I've got a special guest here live in the studio, and it is Gingerbread Fred. You got to put him up there. Boop, boop, boop. Ta-da, Gingerbread Fred. So, Gingerbread Fred, here. Let me get get away from him. Hey, hey, why why are you blocking the camera? Hey, 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 hey. Okay, okay. Gingerbread Fred, what you what's going on tonight? You having a good night? Do you talk? No? No? Okay. So I can't ask you what your favorite snack is at Disney? Nobody can see you. Yeah. You, you got you got to be able to be seen up here. See him? There he is. Hey, there's Gingerbread Fred. Okay. So do you have a favorite snack at Disney? Is it Gingerbread Men? Mm, I actually like those Mickey ice cream sundaes. The Mickey ice cream sundaes? It's like... It's like... Um, you have, like, a cherry stem for the tail. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Over at Beaches and Cream. Yeah. Yeah. And what's your favorite ride, Gingerbread Fred? It's very hard to tell, but I'll say Space Mountain. Space Mountain and you don't fly away? The restraint fits you? Yeah? All right. 
Well, Gingerbread Fred, do you have any questions for me? What is the best Disney printing inside for this pod's pod, podcast tonight? What's the best insight for this podcast tonight? Don't rely on Amazon web servers for anything. So what's the internet all about on a computer? I think that's a discussion for another night. So Gingerbread Fred, thanks for coming on the show tonight. And you have a good night, okay? I want to do more. You want to do more? Well, we got Peter from Princesses and the Mouse on tonight. See, he's over there. You see him? Hi. He, he's, he's over there. Yeah. So, I got to bring him on, okay? Bye, so, everybody. Bye-bye, Gingerbread Fred. You have a good night. Bye-bye to all you guys. Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> see you later, Gingerbread Fred. All right, um, so that was Gingerbread Fred and little guy Brayden. Uh, he's got a class project, so Gingerbread Fred needed to do something cool tonight. So he joined the podcast with us, um, which was a lot of fun. So like I said, we've got Peter from Princesses of the Mouse uh, Disney Travel. He is over on the other screen, ready to come on. Let's bring him on now. What's going on? It feels like this is the uh, first time in forever. <laughs> um, having problems. Where are you at? Hold on one second here. Yeah, but your uh, my audio isn't picking you up. Hold on a second. Yeah, hold on. What is going on here? Desktop audio. Mic live, Razor, Yeti. Got a lot of things, but I can't. I don't know where you're at. Always a good start, right? I know you haven't, um, but apparently desktop audio speakers. Let's try that again. Apply. 
let's see here if we have Peter now. It looks like he's making a, a pizza order or telling a kid to get out of his uh, studio space. So. Hopefully we have him. We'll see here in a second. I can hear him in my ears, but I just couldn't. Alright, sorry. <coughs> I was seeing the. I have. Oh. You there? Yeah. Okay, that's that's a little better. Did we fix it? I think so, other than you sound like a robot now. Well, I don't know if I can change that. Yeah, I Do don't you have know. Like a, the sizer on? That would be really sweet. Yeah, I don't know if you can change that either. What is going on? Voice mod, voice changer on. Oh, that's probably why. Did you have Gingerbread Fred voice modulation on? Yeah, I think so. I look forward to watching this. In, yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of weird. Um, I have am no I still clue. a robot? Yeah, you're still a robot. I have no clue why you're a robot, but I've been worse. Yeah, you have. Um, so lot lots going on at Disney. Like I said, for the first time in forever, you're back on live with us. You came on a couple weeks ago um, to talk about the show there. But um, let's let's kind of jump into the big news of uh, the last couple days and uh, Genie Plus coming to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, we knew that was going to happen, right? It was just a matter of when. Sorry, I'm fixing my lighting, but I'll keep talking. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, it just I, I don't know if it was a huge... Um, I don't know if it was a huge surprise. The differences, though, are kind of kind of unique. Uh, so we're going to pay more to get it at Disneyland. So twenty dollars per person per day, uh, as opposed to the fifteen at World. And the rides roughly the same, but you're going to get three of those top tier rides now. Um, with when Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opening up, um, what sometime next year. That will be the fourth um, of their of their pay to ride or pay to use the lightning lane rides. So you got Web Slingers, Rise, uh, Radiator Springs Raceway or Radiator Springs Roasters, and then um, Mickey and Minnie's when it opens. Uh, any surprises there? Anything that we weren't expecting? I'm kind of surprised that they didn't do uh, Mission Breakout as a paid which uh like pleasant surprise not like a especially you know sort of like what they did with frozen at epcot we know that it's a placeholder for when cosmic rewind opens next summer because um, obviously just as soon as cosmic rewind opens i expect there to be a ratatouille and cosmic rewind uh, exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'm also wondering if over on the Magic Kingdom side, obviously Space Mountain is going to get replaced by Tron, but I also wonder if when Tron opens, they're going to slide the virtual queue from Ratatouille over to Tron. But that's not really to the point of your question. Um, so outside of the fact that they didn't do Mission Breakout as a placeholder until Mickey and Minnie, 
no, no surprises over there. Uh, it does make, I will say it does make sense that it's more expensive and hear me out as to why. <clears throat> At Disney World, my $15 for the day, I'm very limited to, like, if I pay for my $15 and I'm at Magic Kingdom, I'm pretty much at Magic Kingdom. And then if I want to move over to Epcot, obviously that service comes along with me. But, you know, it's a solid 30, 45 minute transition from one park to the other and all of that. With Disneyland, boy, I... I could just jump back and forth all day because I've talked about this before on the show when talking about Disneyland, you could legitimately, if you, if you warm up the arm a little bit, being a former baseball player that I know you were Matt, I guarantee you that if I give you a ball and you warm up the arm a little bit, you could almost get Disneyland to California adventure. Um, on like a two hop, but it'll definitely roll from one gate to the other. Like, not even a question. You and I can both like take some bowling balls and just, just <laughs> give it a little, just give it a little uh, outside English, just roll it right into a turnstile on the other park. So having Lightning Lane, having the Genie Plus there, you're talking that I can just, I can make a pass over here, and then oh, an hour later I'll make a pass over here, and then I'll make a pass back over there. Whereas at Disney World, like I can use my Lightning. You know, I can use my Genie Plus until I leave Magic Kingdom, and then I can use it while I'm at Hollywood Studios, and then on the Skyliner over to Epcot, I can maybe make a return time. So, <clears throat> I don't know, I guess just less flexibility over at Disney World. So. so, I guess with that being said, now, does their park hopping work similar to how it is at World right now, since you have to have park pass reservations how does their park hopping work? Can you bounce back and forth that often or does it take a little bit more effort? Once you, once you reach the, the park hopping time, there's nothing stopping you from going back forth, back forth outside of filling to capacity, which is probably not going to happen. I, I yeah. mean, I guess I can't say it wouldn't happen, but. You know, All right, so well, so like yeah. I said, that, that that was relatively the biggest news that we had come out, other than basically all Disney's IT and computers and everything went haywire today when Amazon. Oh my gosh, services. did they ever? Yeah, the monorail was shut down for a long period of time. Genie was down. Yeah. Uh, so let's stay over on the West Coast, and it's a small world. It's a small world has had some issues due to. Um, a cast member that decided to fall asleep while it was uh, while they were putting the water back into it, ignore a couple alarms and let it flood. Um, so it was closed for roughly what a month almost. That whole story is just absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I, I would love, I would love to get an interview with that cast member. <laughs> hey, if by chance you, you listen to the podcast, get in touch with one of us. Or if you know who it is, have, get in touch with one of us. We'll because bring you on. Give us a side. I, I mean, the whole thing. So first of all, speaking about Small World, for those of you that don't know, the Disneyland Small World is like 
it punches Disney World, Small World in the face and takes its lunch money and pants it in the commons. Like, Disneyland Small World is worth riding because they've snuck a bunch of, I, I hate to say it, Matt, I know, but they, they've snuck a bunch of IP into that ride where it's kind of like a fun little scavenger hunt as you go into that area, you go, oh, look, it's Aladdin and Jasmine on the flying carpet instead of random Middle Eastern doll up on top of the magic carpet. Because yeah. the magic carpet scene is is there at Disney World, but um, at Disneyland, like like I said, in the Hawaiian scene, you can find Lilo and Stitch if you look around and all, all sorts of that stuff. So um, it's a shame because <clears throat> Small World is quite enjoyable over at Disneyland. But just... The whole aspect of I let a ride fly just because like you're not even close to the top, right? Like where the fill line stops is a good solid foot underneath the actual staging. <laughs> so it's not even like it's not even like they let it run for like 10 minutes too long. It's it had to have been running for like hours too long in order for that to happen. Yeah, it just, yeah, like you said, it just, it's amazing to think about what had to happen for that to to flood. So, it, just kind of crazy. But um, let's say, uh, let's stay, stay over on the West Coast. Like, lots of Left Coast uh, stuff. They announced food and wine for California Adventure <laughs> and their Lunar New Year. So, Lunar New Year over there kind of gets a big deal. It gets a couple of weeks. Well, it looks like, what, almost three weeks over there. Um, And then give it a month, and then food and wine festivals open up for six weeks, seven weeks um, at California Adventure. It's going to be March 4th through April 26th of next year. Um, What is, I guess, what is the big difference between Epcot and California Adventure when it comes to food and wine, other than the time frame, because of course food and wine at Epcot is four months, mm-hmm. um, with it only being about seven weeks at California Adventure. So first of all, on food and wine, remember that the last two years, food and wine has been greatly exaggerated because before 2020, food and wine wouldn't come online until mid-August and then and and you know early November so 10 weeks but yeah now food and wine just because they're soaking it all up basically flower and garden ends in June and food and wine starts early July so they're pumping an extra five six weeks into it right now so I don't know if that is a plan for forever or if it's just like a plan for now because it's a big draw uh of people into the area and into epcot specifically so it'll be interesting to see but yes regardless the food and wine at california adventure is about four months less and the big here here, here's my biggest difference between the two 
Food and wine is a celebration of world culture and palates at Epcot. Food and wine in California Adventure, my best example or, or analogy for it would be flower and garden at Epcot. Okay. So it's, it's more finding the, like, the organic and the natural yeah. and that kind of stuff. If you look, yeah, if you look at the food and wine stands, it's going to be a lot of like, let's focus on local made California products and let's focus on this specific, you know, whatever honey or grapes or whatever. Let's focus on this specific flavor. So when you walk around Epcot with food and wine, you know, every, every nation for, you know, all 11 nations, each one of them's got, you know, four or five stands of, of extra stuff, whether it's two to three between every nation or, you know, the ones out over by test track or the ones out in between land pavilion and world showcase, you just got so much. And I don't know the exact number of stalls for California adventures, but I would say, somewhere in the like quarter third range of what Epcot's food and wine has in terms of stands, which again, in my mind kind of puts it in like the flower and garden-ish type number of stands. And, and again, it's, it's not focusing on world cuisines and, and culture. It's, it's focused on, uh, you know, local production and, and try this new thing and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Still, still absolutely really, uh, you know, really cool. Still worth the time, um, but definitely a different focus for, for the experience. So then you look at the time and you go, oh, that's the exact same time that Flower and Garden is happening. <clears throat> and if you go into some of the stands um, in both places, Flower and Garden and Food and Wine in, in uh, California Adventure, there are times where you actually see some similar dishes as well. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I do though, I was reading that and I'm, that solidified me because my family is trying to work on taking a trip out to California here in the next couple of years. It's solidified that I'm going to take my family during spring break versus fall break. Cause you get food and wine in the spring out there. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. Might as well. Anyway, <laughs> have you looked into it at all? Is there anything about it that was intriguing to you? No, not necessarily. I just saw it pop up and I figured we'd talk about it. Um, you know, right now the left coast stuff to me is kind of foreign. You've been out there. I haven't necessarily been out there. So, you know, once I get out there and kind of understand it a little bit better, it might intrigue me a little bit more. But right now, you know, when it, when it comes to it, you know, I'd honestly rather do flower and garden at Epcot than another food and wine. So, but I'm also not a huge wide palate type person where you are so yeah i um i mean it sounds like <clears throat> we just on air decided that there's a you and me disneyland trip in the future yeah that's gonna be a harder one to get past the wives than our uh world trip okay we'll go the four of us to disneyland we might be able Honestly, to pull that off that'd be a pretty good way to do it i'll tell you what because <laughs> disneyland has a different um I, and maybe it's just the fact that my family wasn't there, but, but Disneyland has more of like a, 
a touristy adult vibe where Disney World is just, you know, I, I love going with my wife and you and I had a great time last uh, February, but it's still very like, you know, kids, families everywhere, right? Just yeah, yeah. families absolutely everywhere in Disney World. Um, Disneyland, there's more of like maybe a 50-50 mix of like college 20s age people running around less uh you know maybe like a 50 50 blend of like just kind of friends hanging out that are in their like early adult years and uh and then families so uh might be a might be a fun place to do the old the old uh the four of us head yeah. out to disney park yeah let's get back into the news and let's come back oh. over oh to there's a show going on <laughs> hollywood studios and Star Wars Galaxy Edge characters uh, starting to normalize and they're coming back to some of their regular locations. I know that Ray and Chewie were under the uh, Millennium Falcon um, and not everybody was just kind of on that ledge as you walked past the shopping area. So good to see some normalization coming back to the parks as far as the characters. Um, on top of that, there was a walking princess cavalcade that started this week. Um, so you got most of your princesses, you had the little gazebo area, but you also had a bunch of them just walking with the cavalcade as well. So those are cool. And then of course, we're going to get a daytime parade with the Christmas parade coming back after the 22nd of December. Um, as far as shopping goes, we're going to get mobile checkouts at Walt Disney World and Disneyland with two new locations coming to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. Um, mobile checkout is where you can basically get the item, scan the barcode on your phone, pay for everything on your phone, and then walk out of the store. It'd be amazing. Um, you know, if you're if you're smart, you you know where to go, not to be in the lines, but. There, there can be some long lines there, especially at the end of the day. Um, <clears throat> you got something on that one? No, not really. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate discounts for DVC and annual pass. It should be an easy enough button to, uh, you know, your your annual pass is already loaded into your My Disney Experience. Your DVC is already registered. Um, but at the same token, I say, think about how easy that is. And when they introduced mobile ordering, they didn't think ahead so that you could charge dining credits. So yeah. as as easy as things are to program and create, there have been instances in the past where it wasn't done and it didn't make any stinking sense. When, when mobile order came online and I couldn't charge a quick service credit, it might have been the dumbest thing I've ever seen <laughs> um, come out of the park experience. Like... Right now, because I can't have a dining plan, I'm loving mobile order. But when dining plans come back, are they going to fix it so that I can charge snack credits for my mobile order? And yeah. And possibly the best Christmas present that Disney could give to um, locals that go to the parks. The trams are back. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> Walt Disney World will get the uh, tram for Magic Kingdom back later this month. With the rest of the parks, the trams coming back to the rest of the parks throughout 2022. Um, I know this is a bit of big talking point over on uh, Disney Twitter, but um, you drive down sometimes. But when you drive down, you trailer. You take the camper. Um, no, like we're gonna drive down for spring break, and but still, when I drive down, um, it's still normally like park the car for the week and take advantage of Disney transportation because I don't know. I just find it a hassle to, you know, Oh, I have to go get in the car. And so we got to walk to the car. We got to get in the car. We got to drive over to the park. We got to park the car. We got to go in. And then at the end of the night, when I'm exhausted, I just want to sit down on a stinking monorail or a bus or whatever. <laughs> no, I got to drive me back and all the traffic getting out of the parking lots and all that. Yeah. So, even when I drive, it's normally like park it, lock it, see you in eight days. <laughs> um, New Year's Eve fireworks coming back to the Magic Kingdom this year. Uh, I guess that's a, kind of a big thing because, you know, it New Year's Eve is one of those capacity days at the Magic Kingdom. Um, I've had the opportunity to be there on New Year's Eve. And it's one of those things that you kind of get there early and you, you're camping out basically all day because about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, the park's going to hit capacity and they're just kind of letting people in as people leave. Um, so, you know, when we did it, Shannon was eight months, seven months pregnant with Brayden, almost eight months pregnant with Brayden. Um, so I know it was a tough day on her, but we stayed all the way till the end, watch the fireworks. One of the biggest, coolest fireworks shows that you'll see. Um, it's up there with the 4th of July show that they put up. I think the 4th of July show is my favorite. Um, but this one was a, was a really close second because it, it is a big, cool show utilizes that 360 degree. And it'll be interesting to see what they do with um, all the new launch points as well, if they're going to integrate those into the show or not. Um, but yeah, uh, it's one of those things over the last few weeks, it's kind of been in and out on whether they were going to do the show or not. It was announced that they were, and then it came back out that it, they announced that they weren't. And then now it's been officially announced that they are doing it. So good show. Yeah. Have you had a chance to see the new year's Eve show? I have, uh, exactly like you said, the New Year's Eve show is just remarkable. I've had the ability um, to see the New Year's Eve show at uh, at Epcot and at Magic Kingdom, and both of them are really great. I don't know, I, I haven't heard anything about them doing any type of a different New Year's Eve show at Epcot uh, this year, but the Magic Kingdom one is remarkable absolutely remarkable um all of the launch points it is you know i've seen some great fireworks displays i've been to thunder over louisville and you know all of this all of this stuff before but it it genuinely i was sitting back at um minnie and and roy that statue right there in that opening area next to the firehouse so i was Looking up all of Main Street was where we watched the New Year's show from. and Because we watched the family-friendly show at, like, 
8.30 or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Um, then we booked it over to Epcot to watch the midnight show over there. And your entire field of vision at several times throughout the show, your entire field of vision is fireworks because they launch it. There must have been like nine launch pads. And like you said, there's even more now with new installations. Um, but back when I saw it, and this would probably be similar to when you saw it, there must have been like nine launch pads. And there were several times throughout the show that all nine went up simultaneously. And so they just filled your whole 180 degree view with fireworks, yeah. which was just stunning. It was absolutely remarkable. Being up by the castle, I could only imagine like having almost like a 360 <laughs> degree, right? Like getting past the 180, being able to look on both sides of you. So, um, yeah, highly, highly recommend that show. And like I said, really recommend watching it from the end of Main Street because then you can sort of like take in the whole panoramic view as you uh, as you watch that show. So yeah, and 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 to go with that, um, park hours have been adjusted a little bit through December and the holiday season. Um, December 30th and 31st extended 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. So to me, that says that they're going to put up a show on the 30th as well, the night of the 30th. Um, December 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. Um, You get an extra hour in the park. Uh, Some of the days they added it to the beginning of the park where it's 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Some of the days they added it to the end of the park to make it 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. So extra hours there. Um, Epcot is getting extra hours, but it doesn't show like they're going to have a show for the 30th um, because they're still going to be closing at 10, but they're going to be opening up at 10 a.m. instead of 11 a.m. on some days. So December 5th and 6th, the 10th through the 12th, the 18th through the 30th, and then January 1st. Um, some changes to the hours at animal kingdom as well. Just an hour added on a bunch of days. Um, no changes at Hollywood studios right now. Hollywood studios, I think is good where they're at with hours until they get phantasmic back. Um, it's happening. So that's good news. Yeah. Yeah. With a new scene. Uh, that's going to be interesting. New sponsor announced for the Tomorrowland people, people mover. Um, and it was an interesting one. Enterprise Rent-A-Car. <laughs> so, yeah. So are they going to paint the seats green now? No. They're just going to put some signage out front. Paint the seats green, white, make the cars white. No. They're I mean, just going to put some signage out front. Change, change everything they're, else. Come on. They're literally going to put a little sign that says sponsored by Enterprise. That's, you know that's what's going to happen. On the people mover, there's going to be a little oval sign that says sponsored by Enterprise. Because there's a couple of other attractions, specifically in Epcot, uh, that are sponsored by... Because what, Living with the Land is... I think it's still sponsored by Dole. Something yeah, sponsored. I think you're right. And then Test Track by Chevy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Living with the Land sponsored by Dole. Uh, But anyway. The Frozen Ride by Ikea. Um, (laughs) 
Remy's Ratatouille Adventure has been added to the list of uh, available attractions during extended evening theme park hours. This is something that you being a DVC member, you're going to get to take advantage of. I was uh, so, it should have already been that way. It should have already been that way when I was down there. <laughs> so it, it, it kind of jumps in with the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, Frozen Ever After, Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros, Mission Space, Soarin', Spaceship Earth, Test Track, and the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Basically every other ride at Epcot. Right. So I always love when they do that. They're like, limited attractions available, and then they list every attraction. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, well, limited attractions available. Thank you. Um, uh, lots of refurbishments. The early beginning of the year refurbishments have been confirmed in the last week or two. Yeah, so we got we got the news about Splash Mountain... Um, Big Thunder Mountain too. What's that? Big Thunder Mountain too is going oh. down in February. Oh, is it? Yeah. So Splash is down in January. Whole bunch of speculation about. Oh no, it's closing for the Princess and the Frog. And they're like, no, it's just getting painted. Sell down. Um, and then yeah, Big Thunder Mountain is supposed to close uh, February. Forget the exact date. I think the tenth is Splash Mountain, right? January tenth. Yeah. And then I think February 16th, maybe. I don't know. Don't quote me on the. I know Big Thunder Mountain's going down in February for refurbishment as well. Um, Disneyland After Dark is coming back in 2022. Uh, let's just hope everything comes back in 2022. <laughs> we can only hope. Uh, I am shocked it is December, whatever, and I can't book dining packages. Yeah, that, I, that, that's crazy. So. Disney after Disneyland after dark, um, you're gonna get what? Sweethearts night, February first, third, eighth, tenth, fourteenth. Uh, Villains night, March eighth and tenth. Star I'm Wars night, there. May third, fourth, and twenty seventh. So, I like the twenty seventh in that. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't say money grab or anything. Like so, so the after dark um paid after hours event tickets are going to go on sale beginning of january for most nights um yeah it it is what it is uh farts after dark very yeah farts is gonna to open on january 14th run through february 21st yep um uh, i am angling i have never been to festival of the arts uh, I am angling for it to happen, so hopefully we can uh, get some fart footage. There you go. So, may not or may just... not happen, but I definitely have everything booked. It's just a question of whether or not I go through it. <laughs> uh, man, past that. Yeah, not a ton this week. I mean, you like you and I said, uh, or you mostly brought them up, all the West Coast stuff is the vast majority of what happened this week, but uh, yeah, really just some refurbishment. They gave an update on journey of water, but it's nothing of consequence. Construction is continuing. Um, yeah. I, and when we were there last, and I'm sure the same with you, um, they were really starting to go vertical with some of the structures there. Um, since you could see it from the monorail, it actually, yeah, you could see a lot of what they were building. So that was, that was kind of cool. Um, 
the brake tent in that area is massive. <laughs> it is. I remember that impacting me. I was like, my God, there's like 10 rows of tables underneath that thing. How many people are they giving a break all at once? Uh, if you're looking for a way to win a stay on the Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, Disney Movie Insiders now has one. If you go on their Twitter page, you can try that. Peter may also have a bed available if you contact him directly. Yeah. Only $3,000. No, I won't gouge you that much. All right. 28. 2,800. I'll, I'll let it go for two. <laughs> let it go for two. Two's a fair price. It is. It is. Um, man. Yeah, just a lot of little news. I mean, I think the Genie Plus thing was kind of big, but just a lot of little news going on. We're still waiting on the announcement of the nighttime parade at World, which everything is still pointing to Paint the Night coming to Disney World since Main Street Electric Light Parade's going to land. Um, they might be waiting on trucks to actually pick up the stuff and take it over to world since nothing can get shipped out of California right now. Logistically moving things anywhere right now <laughs> is a nightmare. Uh, waiting on a start date for Fantasmic. We know it's coming back. Just waiting on a start date for that. And then dining plans. You know, you, you kind of keyed on it a little bit earlier and, and made fun of it, but... They announced that a long time ago, and we still and don't not have make fun of it. It was a point of frustration. <laughs> not make fun of it. I want all of my Disney clients to know full well that they have turned their Disney vacations into essentially all-inclusive resorts, sands, tips, and souvenirs. Yeah. That is the greatest thing about the dining plan. It oh, turned yeah. Disney World into an all-inclusive vacation because the biggest frustration right now going down there is knowing that I also have to have another $2,000 in my back pocket for all of the food that we're going to eat. Yeah. Long gone are the days of having like three to $400 in room charges. Now you're like four digits on day three. You're like, oh my dear God. Yeah, a family of four. I mean, when you think about it, a family of four, it's like $150 to eat at any sit-down restaurant anymore. Yeah, it, it, at least a hundred, like a hundred, and that would be if you just kind of order some. You can get it. You can get out for under that if you order waters and you know. But I'm on vacation. Like, yeah, what the I, hell fun is that? I want to have a drink. I want my kids to have the souvenir cup. I want you know. I, I'm on vacation. I, I don't want to sit there and be like, "Well, kids, we got to keep." Uh, we listen. We're just going to pretend there's only one of you. The other one hide under the table and we'll shovel you food. <laughs> We're just going to feed you scraps from the table. Bingo. <laughs> Bryce, it's your turn to hide under the table. Lady in the Tramp style. <laughs> anyway, well, I think that's about it for this week, though. Unless yeah, I, I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, anything going on on the travel side people need to be made aware of? No, there's no deals for the spring released yet. There were a limited number of deals for this time of year, but those things were released a couple months ago, so they're long gone. 
Yeah. Rooms are essentially booked for Christmas. So, I mean, you can try and hope, but uh, it's pretty much full. Um, spring break is filling up quick. If you have any interest in going in spring of 2022, you better, you better talk to your travel professional or get your butt on the website because that is filling up fast. Uh, Star Cruiser, here's, you ready for this? Galactic Star Cruiser filled through June and the first few into July, full 100% booked solid from open through June. So I did see something that um, a lot of people are coming across cancellations though. So they are, and you, you can get lucky and call, um, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, if you get lucky type of situation, I'm just telling you like what the website says in terms of availability, but yes, if you are determined to go and have a flexible range of dates, there is a good likelihood that you will find something that you're looking for. Yeah. So lots of, lots of booking going on. Are you surprised that there's no deals right now for the spring? Yeah, a, a bit. I am because normally by now, uh, you know, January, February deals would be out because they'd be trying to like boost the slow months. Mid to late January would be when spring break deals come out, but I don't anticipate any spring break deals coming out. Just like there weren't any fall break deals out this past year. Um, do you think the, uh, the hold in international travel has a lot to do with this and, and kind of, with the states opening back up to international travelers, you know, I think the parks kind of chewed through a lot of that pent up demand for your domestic travelers for that, you know, year and five months that they were open prior to international travelers coming back. But now that we've got the international, you know, travel back online, do you think that has a lot to do with not seeing the deals at Disney or is it more the 50th anniversary and that kind of stuff? I think it's a combination of all of those things as, as you reopen all of that, like you kind of labeled it, the, the pent up wanting to go um, is obviously playing into the numbers. The 50th anniversary is playing into the numbers, but from a Disney standpoint, I'm not going to offer a deal. I don't even have a regular room available. Like right now over the big weeks of like late March and early April, I can't, you know, I'm limited. Like maybe half of the hotels are available. Caribbean beach is basically booked except for pirate rooms. You know, there's, there's very limited stock available. So can't release a deal if you don't have the room inventory, you know, unless they're currently holding some back, which, they have been known to do from time to time is hold some inventory back to release as a deal. Um, but I would expect those, you know, like I said, I would expect those things to be out. So I really feel like the deals in 2022 are going to be more reaction instead of pre um, proaction. Yeah. So I felt like the pass holder and um, Disney visa deals were sort of like basically released and like for vacations beginning a week from then. Yeah. And uh, so I, I would, I would expect something similar to that where if like 
they get into January and they look at their numbers and go, boy, we could really use some late January, February, early March, like sort of like January 6th, boom, deals beginning January 10th, you know, stuff like that. So makes a lot of sense because you got to pay 30 days in advance. So now you got to sit and wait for a refund if you rebook and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Peter. Well, um, where can everybody get in touch with you? Uh, well, Facebook is the best way to find me. Apparently, if you type in Disney Travel Agent on Facebook due to um, this wonderful podcast and all the other activity, I will show up as, if not the top hit, definitely in the first couple on your scroll. Uh, that's the best place to get with me, to contact me via Messenger. Um, you can also contact me via email at selvadisney, altogether, selvadisney at gmail.com, and I'd love to chat with you. Um, or, of course, through the Prince or through the uh, Princess and the Mouse website, or which is linked through all of the DPI and everything else like that. Um, if you get in touch with me there, Matt or I will get back to you uh, just as quickly as we possibly can, because Matt is starting to put his hand into the travel aspect as well, just a little bit. So big business ventures coming on the Princess and the Mouse front, hopefully in the next year. And uh, we won't spoil too much of that, so we'll just kind of leave it like that um, for now. So. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming on this week, and I'm going to go ahead and close this out. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. We had a couple of guests. Uh, first one, we had Flat Stanley or Gingerbread Fred, whoever. And we had Peter from Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel. and we've got the YouTube and Instagram pages as well that are check out all the new content we've got going up over there. If not, thanks for listening, watching and everything you do. We'll talk to you guys next week.